Happy Tuesday, football fans. You have found the Behind the Lines podcast for week number 11. A day later this week, thanks for your patience. I was a little bit under the weather on Monday, but on this show, we are going to look at the biggest public wins, the biggest public losses from week number 10 in the National Football League over at BetMGM. We'll also look ahead to the opening lines for week number 11. And every week we do that with Christian Cipollini, sports trader at BetMGM. Christian, how are you and how was the week for the book? I'm good. It was another winning one for the book, but it was close for a minute there. The one o'clock games uh, actually didn't go in the book's favor, but ever since then, the afternoon slate and then Sunday night and Monday night football were both great outcomes for the book. So another winning week for the book, unfortunately, for the public. Well, it wasn't a bloodbath like the week before that we were talking about. So we'll stay on the positive side here and let us know some of the, the biggest public wins from week number 10. Yeah, there was there was a few this week. Uh, Giants Texans was one of our biggest uh, public wins. Uh, same with Saints at the Steelers was another one there, and um, Browns Dolphins another one. All three public wins. So with with obviously New York State being a regulated market now, I assume that whenever one of their in-state teams, and yes, I know the Jets and the Giants play in New Jersey, but whenever those New York City teams do well, I assume almost by default, it's going to be a losing game for you guys. So it's actually not been that way for most really? of, up until recently. Um, a lot of times the Giants and the Jets have been so bad that they don't take bets anywhere else. Usually we can't write bets anywhere for them. Uh, outside hmm. of New York, we're, we're struggling to get bets on them. Uh, so it's actually them winning has been very good for the books so far up to this year. But now I think the public's starting to catch on outside of New York and playing the Texans who no one really seems to want to bet on uh, giants winning and covering was, was not the correct, correct outcome for us. That's interesting. I love that insight. Sometimes what you assume is definitely not correct. And sometimes when you assume you make a, you know what out of you and me. So thank you for <laughs> correcting me on that. I appreciate it. How about the flip side here? How about some of the, uh, the biggest, or I guess the biggest public losses and therefore the wins for you guys at the book. Yeah, we, we've talked about how we take uh, a lot more action on the standalone game. So Sunday night and Monday night were both perfect outcomes for the book. Uh, the favorite not covering uh, and um, the 49ers um, won, but the Eagles losing was was great for the book. Um, an outright loss for the favorite was was massive. Um, yeah, regular. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, the regular Absolutely. Sunday games. All right, go ahead. Sorry, uh, go, go. Didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, you. yeah, no problem. Uh, the regular Sunday games. Um, there were a few there. Uh, the the Cowboys Packers outcome was actually surprisingly a good one for us, um, along with Bears Lions too. Pitfall the remote interviews here. You get a little bit of a delay on both ends here, but I appreciate it. Yeah, the, the, I assume the Philadelphia Eagles as an undefeated team, as a double digit favorite. You guys are taking a lot of action on the birds on that Monday night game, especially prime time. Yeah, um, actually, like the we were taking we took more money on the commander spread, actually, than the Eagles. But uh, on the money line side, we had a ton of action uh, on the Eagles that that helped us make it a winner. I think that just was a lot of points uh, for a divisional game, even though the Eagles have been kind of steamrolling teams. Um, it still ended up being a good outcome for the book. So a lot of action on the money line for the Eagles, despite it being such a short price. I saw around social media, you guys have had some a couple of, of very large wagers by a couple of individuals on that money line, which I will never understand wagering hundreds of thousands of dollars to win a, a 
small percentage of that on a big money line, especially in the National Football League. Yeah. But um, I assume outside of that, you also have some maybe people working in a big favorite on some money line parlays or teasers or things like that. Yeah, that was that was a big help there because you have a lot of people that's the last leg of the parlay or and, and it's a parlay killer. Same with that Bills uh, Vikings game too. That one uh, was a big parlay killer, so it ended up being a great outcome for us. Let's talk about that Bills Vikings game real quick before we move on to the the week eleven early week lines. And you had a situation with Josh Allen where there was total uncertainty as to whether or not he would play. The line opens beginning of the week with the Bills more than a seven point favorite. It's steady one way action back towards Minnesota. I think all the way down to the key number of three. And then the reports come out from the national insiders that he's going to be active. And then there's some gamesmanship where he doesn't come out in early warmups. And then he finally comes out in his uniform and, and takes some, some warmups, uh, some snaps in pregame. And it wasn't until, you know, less than an hour before the game that the line starts moving back the other way to where we basically were at the beginning of the week. So I thought that was a really unique situation. Uh, was Would you agree that that's a pretty unusual situation? And what was it like trying to set a number for this game at different stages throughout the week? Yeah, I mean, this is probably one of the craziest line moves in recent memory that I can remember. Um, yeah, as you said, it, it went all the way up, all the way back. And even even about an hour before game time, um, we were at six and a half. It went all the way back down to four and then all the way back up to six and a half, which is I, I can't remember that ever happening. Um, those kind of situations are really tough uh, on the book because nowadays the public and the book are getting the info at the same time. Uh, trying to determine is Josh Allen actually playing what's actually happening and how significant is that arm injury. Um, so pretty much by the end of it, because of all that line movement and where everything went, the only really good outcome for the book was the Vikings to win outright. And that ended up happening. So we are fortunate there. Fortunate to say the least with how they wound <laughs> yeah. up winning that game. My goodness. Yes. Game of the year stuff. Yeah, I've, I've never yeah. seen an ending to a game like that in my life. Have you? No, of course not. That was absolutely <laughs> crazy. I mean, the Justin Jefferson catch was on fourth and eighteen. I feel like that keeps getting kind of overshadowed there. That was that was crazy in itself, and then that final outcome on the goal line there was crazy. And for the novice better, you said you know two point move here less than an hour before kickoff. Two points is significant. For, uh, for those for that sure. don't understand that, right? For sure, especially at that time. You know, people have been betting that for almost a week at this point, and we, we don't have those kind of swings unless there's a significant injury that we didn't see coming at that time. So, yeah, very rare for that to happen, and, and one of the craziest line moves I can remember. And based on on the line movement, I could kind of make an estimate of what you guys value Josh Allen to the Bills in reference to the line, probably about a touchdown, but is it a little more than that in your opinion? Is it a little bit less than that? Josh Allen, Allen's value specifically to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit less than a touchdown, probably about five. It ended up being about like five points there uh, towards the end because if it ended up being case, it probably would have been around that key number of three, probably would have ended on three. So, yeah, he's, he's – of, of all the quarterbacks, he may be the most significant to his team, to his line. Him and Mahomes, probably one and two. 
absolutely wild stuff. Why I've, I've never seen anything like it from the outcome of a game and also line movement before the game. It was, yeah. it was awesome to watch on both sides of it, the, as the traditional sports and the betting side of it. So, uh, awesome insight. Thank you for that, Christian. Uh, week 11, we are at, I think an interesting spot for a lot of these teams, uh, we have some quarterback changes. We have some teams that we think are trying to win. We have some teams that we think are just can't find any way to win. So I think it's an interesting inflection point in the season here. With that being said, let's go through the early week lines at Bet MGM, and we will start with a Thursday night game with one of those teams I, I'm kind of hinting at here is the Green Bay Packers, who finally look like they got some some things figured out against the Dallas Cowboys in an upset win. Yeah, Titans at Packers. Packers are three-point favorites here, and that totals 42. So this actually opened by us recording on Tuesday. There's going to be a, a bit of line movement here from where these lines were on Monday. So I will, you know, full transparency, I did bet the Packers at minus two and a half uh, to open the week here, shared it in our Discord. And if those watching don't know about that, you can go to the top right-hand corner of the lines.com, hit the Discord button, and then under the roles server, you can opt in for push notifications to make sure you get notified every time anybody on our staff makes a bet. And this was an early week bet I made on the Packers at minus two and a half. I continue to just be skeptical of the Tennessee Titans. Um, I'm, I want to take it hard if, if they go over their win total because I don't. I think it's a product of an easy schedule. I don't think that... Uh, they are a complete football team, but I do admit that they have very good coaching. So um, I don't think their metrics are as good as their record. And I think the Packers have kind of figured some things out here. So I thought under a field goal was was valuable. Um, I'd be less inclined to bet it at, at minus three where we're at right now. And honestly, if it goes to three and a half, I might be inclined to come back in on the other side here. So uh, and try and middle this thing and hope it lands on three. So it's, I think it's an interesting spot for Green Bay because we were very skeptical about them for weeks now. They look like crap against Detroit, but they pull out a very impressive win against what we thought was an elite defense in the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so I think this is a, a good spot for Green Bay and the emergence of finally an athletic receiver and Christian Watson, their, their top pick in terms of the receivers that they took in the draft is really important for them as well. So uh, maybe Aaron Rodgers is, is starting to get things going here with, with a new look receiving front. Okay. One o'clock Eastern time games here, Christian for week 11. Bears at the Falcons. Falcons are three point favorites with a total of 50. Browns at Bills. Uh, this one has actually had a little bit of line movement since it did open around nine, nine and a half. We're down to Bills minus eight now, uh, and that totals 43. Eagles at Colts. This is also one that's had some movement uh, as as we are speaking here. Uh, we were eight and a half uh, yesterday. We're now down to Eagles six and a half point favorites on the road, and that totals 44 and a half. Jets at the Patriots. Patriots are three-point favorites. That totals 38.5. Rams at Saints. Saints are three-point favorites at home. Total 39. Lions at the Giants. Giants are three-point favorites. That totals 46.5. Panthers at the Ravens. Ravens are 12-point favorites. That totals 43.5. Last of the 1 o'clock, Commanders at the Texans. Commanders are three-point favorites, and that totals 40.5. Yet again, the NFL only gives us three games in the late window for NFL Red Zone, which is like driving me crazy. But it is yeah. a solid one o'clock slate here of games. I will mention uh, after you noted the line movement on the Buffalo Bills and this one about eight. 
Um, I think on the look ahead before the Josh Allen injury stuff, this probably would have been 10 Christian. Is that fair? I think that was about what it was. Yeah, that seems about right. Yeah. Before the, the Josh Allen injury situation, before them losing the game to Minnesota. And I actually think, I mean, again, impressive. It was wild. It was dramatic. It was great theater, but the Bills win that game 95 times out of 100 yeah. with the things yeah. that happen there. And if they do, are we getting eight here or are we getting closer to 10 again? So I will say that this is going to be an early week bet for me in some form or fashion, but I'm going to wait till we get to a later game here to explain what that bet is going to be. So for now, let's move on to the four o'clock window East Coast time for week 11. Raiders at the Broncos. Broncos are two and a half point favorites at home. Totals 41 and a half. Cowboys at the Vikings. Cowboys are one point favorites on the road. That totals 47 and a half. And last of the four o'clocks, Chiefs at Chargers. Uh, actually, sorry, that is flipped. That uh, last of the four o'clocks is Bengals at Steelers. Steelers are, or sorry, Bengals are four and a half point favorites on the road, and that totals 41. For sure, yeah. Chiefs at Chargers is the Sunday night football game yes. in week number 11 over at SoFi Stadium. That should be a, a good one as well. The Chargers are getting a little bit healthier. Good chance that they get Mike Williams. And I, I don't know, we'll see about Keenan Allen. He just can't seem to get healthy with this hamstring. But it seems at least optimistic that Mike Williams is going to be back for this one, which would be a big boost for the Chargers. And um, yeah, this is this is a big number here for that game, Christian. Yeah, Chiefs at Chargers. Chiefs are seven-point favorites on the road here, and that totals 49.5. You're listening to the Lines.com Podcast Network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sportsbooks all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. And lastly, the Monday Night Football game, Viva Mexico, man. We're going we're going south yes. of the border here to Mexico City, Estadio Azteca, between the 49ers and the Cardinals. We will be at elevation at this, if I'm not mistaken, if my geography yep. knowledge Correct. isn't yes. too bad, that this is, this is even higher elevation than in Denver with Mile High. So uh, something to ha- handle and consider in the handicap as well on this one. But but what do your numbers have for, for the start of the week here? Yeah, maybe there's a long kick in there, this one. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Nine, yeah. <laughs> Niners at the Cardinals. Uh, 49ers are seven and a half point favorites at this neutral site with a 43 and a half point total. Yeah, do us a favor, put some field goal prop numbers up there with yeah. a with a longest field goal <laughs> longest prop one, of only yeah. like 45, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so this this final game is is gonna be my other my other bet. And admittedly, teasing favorites down has been a disaster this season in the NFL, but I'm, I'm going back to it this week and I'm going to tease the 49ers down here against the Cardinals to get it. Uh, you said it right now it's a seven and a half, I believe, right? Yep. So get that down to one and a half and 
pair it with the Buffalo Bills down to two against Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland, for whatever reason, their defense has not lived up to the talent that they have on paper. They had that one game against Cincinnati who just has a flawed offensive line and they were able to pressure them to death. But uh, other than that, Cleveland has just been giving up yards and points like crazy this year, which doesn't make a ton of sense to me, but they are what they are at this point. So uh, getting the Bills through the key number of seven and three and doing the same thing with the 49ers, I think is a great opportunity here. And that's my other early week 11 bet since you can't get the Packers at minus two and a half anymore at this point. Uh, Christian, any final thoughts here? I know, you know, Josh Allen's been bumped down in the MVP market. Justin Jefferson's going up an offensive player of the year. It just feels like last week there was a lot of movement in some of these other futures markets as well with, with what happened. Yeah. Well, hopefully people uh, took your advice last week to at 40 to one. He's, he's Ooh. now right in the thick of it. He's uh, we have him tied uh, for second favorite with uh, just Allen hurts and two all, all tied for second at the moment uh, with wow. Mahomes as, as the favorite. So yeah, hopefully uh, you jumped on there when you could. Yeah, the narrative is starting to uh, to form here with the voters, I think. I still think that there's a good chance that Mahomes, if he breaks the single-season passing record and some of these other skill position players don't do anything record-setting, that we have a year where Mahomes sweeps MVP and Offensive Player of the Year. We've seen that in years past, um, especially now with the narrative of the Eagles being undefeated out the window. Um, Jalen Hurts hasn't has had a good year, but... Everything for him was tied to the team and anything he's done statistically isn't anything that's headline worthy. It's not a Lamar Jackson type season. There isn't anything record setting in his in his grasp here. So um, if if they finish with the best record, he'll have a chance. But if they don't then there's no reason to give him MVP over Mahomes, who is blowing him out of the water in terms of statistics. So at that point, I think the only argument is between Mahomes and Tua, with Tua having an undefeated season when he's on the field. Obviously, the narrative of him coming back from a very violent injury. And also, he is number one in the NFL in terms of efficiency with his passing in yards per attempt and passer rating. So it's going to be a really interesting debate here in terms of Counting stats versus efficiency if it comes down to Mahomes versus Tua here. And um, so, so Tua is like shorter than 10 to 1 at this point, shorter than yeah, 5 right to 1. We have him at 6 to 1 right now. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is wild movement for, yes. for two weeks. Yes. Welcome to the NFL where the <laughs> awards markets are what have you done for me lately? <laughs> exactly. The awards markets are actually kind of a nightmare from the, the book's perspective. It's really hard to determine what people are going to vote on and things can change so fast as we've seen. So sometimes we hang out that 40 to 1 out there. So hopefully you can get it when you did. All right, Christian, as always, great in insight. We appreciate you coming on here. For the rest of you, thank you for watching. Best of luck with your bets in week number 11. We will be back on, hey, it is Tuesday already. I'm used to doing this on Monday. Later today, uh, you could probably find it as you're watching this now on the YouTube channel. If not, it'll be out a little bit later, but beat the closing line with, uh, with Nicole Eli and Mo. And then on Friday, the Megapod will be back as well. I'll join Adam Candy and Matt Brown and we'll break down every game of the week 11 slate. Thanks for watching. See you next time.